it's like you know if you if you you people say oh well once I get this car I'll be happy once I get into this college I'll be happy once I lose weight I'll be happy once I make this amount of money I'll be happy no you won't no because you're not living for now you're not living for yourself you're living for these tangible things these things that are going to be absolutely worth nothing when you pass right Mm -hmm. you're not bringing your car with you you're not bringing your favorite Gucci jacket None of that's coming with you. No. <laughs> what did you do to serve the Lord while you were on this earth? And what impact did you make in other people's lives? Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girl with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Savannah. And we are changing culture, bringing back traditional values. So today, it might seem as if we have a different co-host because she is different. This is Savannah Craven. And you guys um, might be following her on Instagram. She also has had two very, very popular songs. She had one about Candace Owens. What was it specifically called? What was it just called? Be like Candace. It's kind of okay. like Harvey B. Diss and how you can be successful and be yourself without basically selling your body and being crazy. Yes. And that's how I started following her. So that was over a year ago. And she also have a has a Let's Go Brandon song out that came out back in November. And she is just amazing and if you follow her she's really good commentary i've shared some of her stuff on our um on those are the girls page you guys you so i'm sure you've seen her face anyway savannah super glad you're here can you just tell people a little bit more about yourself yes thank you so much for having me so um i'm an actress i went to school for musical theater in new york city and it was quite the experience to say the least being openly yeah. christian and conservative um so after the pandemic, I sort of swayed away from that and was trying to figure out what I was going to do because flights shut down from New York, you know, in and out of New York and every, basically any entertainment stuff was put on pause. And yeah. I started to really find myself in Christ um, in later twenty nine or 2020. And then I attended my first Turning Point USA event, which is where it was really, you know, the turning point for me, no pun intended. <laughs> um, for me to really start incorporating my love of theater and performance and sort of bring it together with um, my my love for politics. So that's exactly what I did. And that has gotten me so many amazing experiences and has brought me so much closer to God and found people that, you know, I connect with on that level. So last summer I did a a production of Oklahoma the Musical with James O'Keefe and a bunch of other canceled artists that were canceled for being openly conservative openly okay supporting police. okay that's what ariana the rv Ari okay yes. wow oh i saw that i wasn't sure what was going on but it was for people <laughs> who had practically been canceled who were canceled yeah so they could have that is fantastic yeah it was so basically wow. not all of the artists had been canceled or not all of the artists that were in the show were even conservative it was really just the whole point of the production company brian cloudis was the director uh he was a canceled director when he openly said that he was going to vote for trump um i think it was in early 2019 basically a bunch of people from his company just quit was saying that he was a racist a liar all these crazy things right because that's what the left does you know when you have yeah. an opinion and they just go and attack you and call all you these names no matter what your past was with them um so he started gathering together you know all these people we found ariana who is a ballerina she's been in vogue and many other magazines um and then james o'keefe is a lover of theater he was in theater uh in high school 
Okay, and- that makes so much sense. The things yeah. I've been seeing on his page lately, I'm like, wow, what? Wait, what? Okay, this is so. Yes. This is good insider's perspective. Yes. <laughs> so he is also just an extremely talented and down to earth. He everything that he does, including his work for Project Veritas, I'm sure all of you guys watching have seen it. That's what he puts to every other aspect of his life. He just puts that 1000% energy and it is so incredibly inspiring. And we need people like him, you know, with the platform and what he does and being openly conservative and uh, the work that he does. We need that support, right? Because the industry that I was trying to go into, Hollywood and, you know, the New York Broadway industry is so heavily funded by the Democrats. So that was a really great experience. And I love that so much. That is so needed. We need to be in every aspect and we need to just not necessarily be like, so I've said this before, all of our famous people are famous because they are conservative as opposed to just being a famous actress that happens to be conservative. And that's where we're missing the ball. We're missing the ball. Like your conservatism and your Christianity is part of your identity but we do need to have people who that's not their entire identity they need to have right. other aspects I love that wow I did not know that about James O'Keefe <laughs> yeah wow. awesome so you know uh basically a little bit later him and his team decided that they wanted to put on a production um when they were going to do their uh what they were going to do for their presentation at America Fest, which was Turning Point's uh, recent event in December in Arizona. And so we've all seen, you know, a million times people get up there and do their speech where they talk about themselves for 20 minutes and you're just kind of like, okay, you know, but yeah, you've been to enough, it's the exact same speech right. they do it every single yeah 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 but as humans you know we're visual creatures we love bright lights looking at things and theater and music in general is a way for people to cope it's a way for people to express themselves and so if you weren't able to watch the project veritas experience uh, the short version of it at america fest you definitely should look up the clip to that but it was so inspiring because it told the story of James's life and all the trials and tribulations that he went through to get where he is today through that visual experience. So there was dancing, wow. there was singing, there was, you know, things up on the back of the stage. And instead of just sitting there saying like, I did this then, and I did this, you know, this year, it was like, we followed along in the story. We had a, they had a young James actor. Um, they had multiple... Wow you know, people that was in his life, um, like when he worked with Lila Rose for live action, that Planned Parenthood thing where they uncovered that they were basically okay with you donating to fund an abortion specifically for a Black baby, which is incredibly racist. Um, So him under uncovering all these things, it was just like, wow, to watch that, like you were really there. So basically they put a few more, um, things that happened in his life together for the PV experience uh, that we just had. And so, yeah, that was pretty incredible to be a part of. Wow. I love, like, so I see things and I saw, like, I was like, oh, that's cool. They're in play. But I didn't really know, like, all of that. I, and I, I'm telling you, like, I saw James did, like, a music video almost, probably almost a year ago. And I remember thinking, that's different. I'm yeah it is a journalist but that's different okay he made a music video but now that I know he has like theater background and he's like that's his thing that I don't know that makes it to me that's even cooler and I like that like at first I was like this is really left field I mean doesn't he go undercover like this is but also to remind you people can have different um different interests too exactly and that's a, he's been getting a lot of hate you know from other conservatives really? I'm like this is why people think that conservatives are so boring because you don't yeah. let us have any fun the entire yeah. time that james was doing oklahoma we did we were there for five weeks rehearsing and doing the show that's he had fantastic. his team there literally working 24 7 like they normally do he just moved his team he's able to do that right he was when we had our days off he flew back to his headquarters and he kept on working you know but he is a person he's a human being he's allowed to have other interests and I love that he's not only you know interested in other things but he's incorporating his passion and the movement into what he loves. And that is what we need. You would be shocked about how many people I went to college with at a super liberal campus, um, right in the heart of New York City, you know, on the Upper West Side, 
people were conservative, pro-life, but they didn't ever want to say anything because you would have been completely canceled. Like, like I was like, I don't have any of my friends in college anymore, you know, friends, because they all don't want to associate with me because of my views, but it hasn't stopped me. If anything, it has literally propelled me to being into what I am because I got my first job because I was openly conservative. You know what I mean? And just being myself. And I feel like, you know, James has said the moment you start being yourself is the moment you become truly free. And I completely live by that because I, I felt like I was trapped in college. I felt like I was, I couldn't do what I want to do or be who I really was because I had all these people telling me or talking about, you know, oh, pro-choice people, they just want to, they just only care about the baby. They don't care about the mother. Or you hear, oh, Christianity, we can talk about every other religion and we can worship rocks and bring those right. to class, but we can't talk about Christianity. Right, right, like, right. You know? <laughs> so that's what we have. People got to step up and it's going to hurt. You have to, so, yeah. You know, it hurt me. I, I lost people I really cared about, but you know what? They didn't get me where I, where I was today. They didn't support me to get where I am today. And that's what you got to realize. You got to drop these people that are holding you back from really fulfilling your purpose mm-hmm. and it sounds also too like you've made friends you've made a community even though you lost those people I tell people all the time like yeah it sucks when you lose your friends especially people you've known for years but you do gain some good genuine friends like I have gained so many good genuine friends in this movement just from doing pro-life stuff honestly from doing the podcast I've met people here and there that I genuinely love and they love me so it's I mean you're so right drop the people that don't care about you and if they really did care about you they wouldn't care that about your political beliefs that would just I have a really good friend from college he's my only friend really or I have one other friend I still talk to from college and we're we cannot be any more opposite on the political spectrum but we just don't talk about it and I'm hoping that he's not a Christian yet and I'm hoping and praying that like you know me continuing to shine my light me standing up for what I believe in will show him a different side um but that's just like a whole nother side note but anyway that's I mean that's so cool I did not know that about that whole thing so are you guys going to do another do you know if you're going to do another place soon or well I hope so you know they're talking about like maybe going on tour and then I've talked to some of the PV guys and they're like oh I don't know about that that's a lot of work you know they're working 24 7 so yeah you gotta see but it was a huge hit Madison Cawthorn was there um Matt Gates, and they all just said it was amazing you know a lot of people aren't really fans of musicals and don't really realize what we do. But if you were there and you really, you know, experienced it, you do see that we just told the story that every other politician tells, you know, at a book launch or at, you know, an America Fest event, Turning Point USA event or CPAC or something, but just through a visual, physical representation you know yeah and it's just for me it's just so much more interesting that way it's like you're really living it you're really seeing what's going on so yeah and I think um we'll get into the topics after this but I do think it's really good that you and everyone else that's a part of that is doing that because there are people like you said that you went to college with that are conservative there's people who are in college now in musical theater in college that are they're nervous to speak up but the more people that speak up we have strength in numbers. There's more of us than of them. And if we continue to speak up, we continue to do these things, we continue to open these spaces for people who are similar, have similar beliefs, it's going to make a huge difference. I'm sure there are people listening. Like I'm thinking of one girl now that listens that is in musical theater. And we've had conversations about how hard it is. Like you are someone like, thank you for what you're doing. You, everybody that participated, um, because this is really what, um, people are watching it like this is how you get more people to be interested this is how you get more people to stand up and then it won't be like that because half yeah. of the people will be conservative so you don't have to worry about the other half that's going to say oh da, da, da. exactly and you know yeah. just being around these people like we don't even find each other talking about that because we all share that love of creating and performing yeah. you know it's great that we share the same values and we have the same look at life but like it's really not that big of a deal, you know, yeah. we all share that love of creating and, you know, pretending, playing pretend, you know, yeah. being 
character. It's like, let's just share that and stop focusing on if yes. someone is vaccinated, if someone voted for Donald Trump or not. Like, what does that have to do with your talent or your character? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So really just start focusing on that. Like life is going to be so much easier. <laughs> yes. And honestly, those are really just secondary issues to who you are as a person. Those are, I mean, it's part of your identity, but it's just, they're secondary issues. You people were so much more than how we voted, that we're vaccinated. Um, but someone who only really cares about that is Whoopi Goldberg. So yeah. <laughs> this is my transition. Um, so our first topic for the day is Whoopi Goldberg, she was suspended at The View after her wrong and hurtful Holocaust comments. And um, when we were preparing for this, we both were like, oh, how about we do this, this story, you guys? So we have a lot to say. Okay, um, Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from ABC and The View after her controversial Holocaust comments on Monday's episode of the daytime talk show. Effective immediately, I'm suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for wrong and hurtful comments. ABC News President Kim Goodwin said in a statement to People, which was also posted to Twitter, Goodwin said, while Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time and reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, families, and communities. While discussing how a Tennessee school board unanimously voted to remove a graphic novel about the Holocaust. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So she says, while discussing how a Tennessee school board unanimously voted to remove a graphic novel about the Holocaust, I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was instead about a man's inhumanity to man. Goldberg continued, but it was indeed about race because Hitler and Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Yep. She also tweeted, I stand corrected before apologizing for the hurt I have caused. Uh, a rep did not immediately respond following the two-week announcement. So what do you, what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts when you heard about this? I mean, I'm not surprised with it coming from Whoopi Goldberg, but it's just so incredibly sad. And it just proves that the elites really don't live in the real world because yeah. They have no compassion for anyone but themselves. And they always, she will always revert to victimhood. Even though she mm -hmm. makes millions of dollars, she gets away with almost everything that she says. She will always revert to victimhood. She tries to say that she didn't know that the Holocaust was about uh, racism because she interpreted it differently. Are you kidding me? It was such an ignorant statement. <laughs> yeah. As, she won't even yeah. give a real apology because she, in her brain, she somehow convince herself that she is not wrong yeah she cannot liberals in general and people like her are, that are the elites they cannot ever admit that they are wrong because there is some sort of way that they think that oh well only black people can be you know receive racism yeah and then she goes on to say i believe i'm not quoting exactly um but she said that race is the is what she sees First of all, that is wow. So you yeah. say that you're just going to look at someone and assume what they are and how you're going to treat them based on the color of their skin. Wow. <laughs> and like, have we made any progress? <laughs> I like what you said about the elites because I, that is probably the biggest difference. That's probably the biggest thing about her. She has she's out of touch with reality. She has no idea anything outside of her little bubble. And in her bubble, she, all she probably has is a bunch of yes men. And like you said, she probably has no idea she actually really offended. Um, when we heard the statement, my mom and I were watching the news, my mom was like, wow, that sounds exactly like every other one. I was like, yeah, because they all have the same publicist. They all read the same little script. She's not sorry. I doubt she's even really sorry. She's, like She's not sorry because again, like she somehow convinced herself that she is not wrong and she will yeah, never and that be. she's somehow the victim like exactly they, abc is mad at, i'm sure she's probably uh marching around our house abc's mad at black people i can't believe i got two weeks suspension blah 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 like i know and i really hope that she does use these two weeks suspension to you know get her head out of her you know where <laughs> yeah seriously like that was literal genocide like yeah um, like they tr attempted to wipe out an entire race right yeah. and we have that happening right now with a with abortion that is what they tried to do to the black people right yeah but yeah is she, is she gonna talk about that 
(laughs) Probably not. 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 But seriously, I mean, you cannot only be racist toward Black people. Like, I have people commenting in my comment section, oh, well, she didn't know. And, you know, everybody interprets racism differently. We don't just get to change definitions of words and, and what happened in history because you don't feel like it's really what it was. Right. Like that is not how we learn. That is not how we move forward. So it's incredibly disappointing. You know, I, when I was growing up, I really liked watching her as an actress and just to see someone that so, so inspired me to start acting, be so ignorant and then not even care about it. It's like, I think the worst thing you can do is like be blatantly wrong and then just be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's just not the way I interpreted it. So I'm not really going to apologize. Yeah. And that's, I've seen so many people say that like on my Facebook, like I used to really look up to her. My grandma loved her. My grandma was probably rolling over in her grave, just hearing how, how out of the field she, I mean, she's probably the worst one on the view for being honest, like craziest ideas. And, you know, we can say whatever we want about Megan um, McCain, but she was mean to Megan. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, Megan, it is what it is on her, but she was straight up mean to that girl. And she was mean to Candace too, when Candace was on there. Uh Candace Burr. Yeah. And um, like this woman is so wrapped up in herself. And that's so interesting also too, what she said about uh she says she only sees like color. That also too. I'm shocked, but I guess it shouldn't be about that statement. That is just so ignorant. And that is literally what they talk about other people doing. Exactly. <laughs> literally. Conservative yeah. That's what they say all white people do. It's like, if the first thing you're worried about when you look at me is the color of my skin, that's the first thing you that goes into your brain. You have a serious mental problem. You yeah. You have a mental problem and you need to check yourself because I have never once looked at someone and thought, oh, they're black. Oh, they're Asian. Like that. No, it like, doesn't you know, matter. Don't do that. It doesn't matter. No. It's not normal, but that is literally what the left has been focusing on yeah. for years, especially in these past two years. You know, it's like the black lives matter. Like, oh, let's focus on everything. People tell me that I'm not black enough because I only am half, half black and half white. Like, why are you so focused on color? You guys say, yeah. do you want to oh, care about all these races? Asian lives matter, Hispanic lives matter, Black lives matter. But when it comes to white lives, oh, well, you can't be racist toward them. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's completely disappointing. And it's like, they're doing the opposite. But again, like I said, she doesn't even realize it. No. Because no. she has her own definition of everything. Yeah. And I think these type of people, all they care about is how, they're very narcissistic. All they really care about is how they feel. Well, I feel as if what I said wasn't wrong. It doesn't really matter if you think it's wrong. It doesn't even matter if the facts say I'm wrong. I don't feel like I'm wrong. So I'll say I said the wrong thing, but I don't really mean like and also to like the air about her. I, I like yeah. over the years I have grown to her really dislike her. She has just yeah. she's just and she comes off so mean, like for no right. like angry all the time also too this is just like a random thought goldberg is isn't that like a jewish last name yeah it's not really her real name okay so i thought about that karen johnson which is really (laughs) no it's not it is it her real name hilarious (laughs) okay so why i mean using her words isn't she appropriating jewish culture like why is it why would she switch over right is that appropriation (laughs) i mean come on (laughs) karen jobs i cannot believe that's her real name yeah (laughs) that is so funny karen Karen. wow she is a karen (laughs) yes wow that is so okay (laughs) what yeah that's crazy did not know that yeah well, on to our next... a couple days ago I was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> well on to our next story um euphoria sydney sweeney gets raw about nudity on set she says i feel disgusting hbo's hit show euphoria has always featured risky content and that turns heads one of the stars, Sydney Sweeney, is opening up about the nude scenes she has participated scenes with an S, everyone. She has participated in over the last couple of seasons. Sydney Sweet Sweeney, who also starred in White Lotus and The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that's interesting. 
opened up recently about what it's really like to be nude on set in the euphoria. She hasn't felt comfortable every time she had to get naked in the past, and she was sure to communicate that to the director. Sunny shared that she has set some boundaries when they are filming for season two. Quote, there are moments where my character Cassie was supposed to be shirtless and I would tell Sam, I don't really think that's necessary. She told the independent, he was like, okay, we don't need to do it. Although she put her foot down in those moments, she said that she never felt unsafe. She never felt unsafe with Sam on set. When I didn't want to do it, he didn't make me, she concluded. She partly attributes her feelings of safety to having an intimate coordinator, intimacy coordinator on set who had her best interest in mind when there was a delicate scene at hand. Okay, so you are in this world pretty much. So you can maybe give us a little bit of a different perspective and context on this. First, before we give your opinion, what is an intimacy coordinator? So basically I had this, my third semester of college, um, the person would come in and basically get, you know, a girl and a guy and would sit them down or, you know, whoever chose to be together. And they would just basically, we would just start with simple touching and just see how, kind of like how that felt. Right. And if anyone ever felt, you know, cause if we had to kiss in a scene or kiss in yeah. a song, that was something that, you know, we had to do. Um, obviously I, I actually never got to the point where anyone said they were like super uncomfortable or like didn't want to do something. Um, I've had to kiss people in shows before and it, it's always been like, you know, okay, this is like the rehearse acting, that yeah. we're going to do. This is acting. Um, and a lot of people don't understand it, but as long as you and your partner are comfortable, whoever you're working with, you know, it's, it's fine. But an intimacy, an intimacy coordinator's job is just to be there. So if anything does sort of happen and um, you know, they're there and also to lock in that choreography because it is choreography. Your ha- If your hand is supposed to go here, it should not be here. It should not be here. It should be right here where you choreographed it, just like dancing, right? Yeah. So they're there to lock that in and make sure that's what's going on and sort of be, you know, like that third party, like viewing, like this is what we're doing, so. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good thing then to have someone in case people get a little handsy even, like, hey, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so what do you think about this as someone who is in the acting field and yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't think I could ever do a nude scene. Uh, I would just would not be comfortable with that. Also, you know, with my, uh, just my Christianity, it just, it does feel right. Um, I've had to do a scene before where in, in class where I was basically playing a hooker and I had to wear a very short skirt and, you know, these like thigh high boots and like a tank top. And to be honest, like I felt pretty uncomfortable, like during the entire scene and we had to do it multiple times. It was like one of those that we were workshopping. So we did it for like two weeks and I constantly like had to wear this outfit and I just just like, oh my gosh, like wish that this was not the scene that we were doing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you feel pressure by because, you know, your teacher likes it or your, your classmates are like, oh, you're doing that role so good or whatever. And obviously this show is a hit. I've never watched it, but I've it's been talking a lot about it. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel I tried like it. you have to bring so much nudity into the scene, into the, into it. It's like, it just, takes away from everything else I was just about to say like it the music is fan. I saw first episode in the beginning of the second the music fantastic the lighting is really good the storyline is even very interesting it's just so much nudity there's yeah. I mean everybody will be chilling and all of a sudden the camera will pan to like a penis like not even joke like it'll just be oh, and they're all supposed wow yes yes and wow. they don't leave anything it's hbo so they're like oh we have the right so they'll leave everything out and then i can go on and on about the show because it's it's awful because also to the thing that makes me very uncomfortable and i don't understand how adults like it they're all supposed to be in high school and obviously because of laws the actors are not in high school but the show takes place in high school so oh, why are they wow. showing like It'll just be a literal and like breast everywhere. It's just oh, too much. It takes away from the story. It, it, it's kind of, it's obviously for shock factor, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, but it's just, it's too much. It's you know, much. obviously, I'm sure that this is like available. There's no like age restriction on no, the show, right? No. So I'm sure there's 10 year olds watching it. Yeah, this is another problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as porn. Like, 
where we're it is. directing really, it towards yeah. children and children are watching this because every time I see it on TikTok, you know, it pops up on, you know, a video about this episode of Euphoria or whatever. I look and like the people that are making these interviews, like 16, 17 years old, like 18, that's still too young. Like yeah. the 18, 19 years old is still too young to be looking at these type of things because it's still developing. It's going to give you unrealistic expectations of what it's like to, you know, commit to someone, have sex with someone, how relationships are going to go. And it's quite creepy. I did not know a part, uh, the part about them being in high school. They're that's in high school, Savannah. It's incredibly creepy. Oh. It's, and it, I'm like, you know, I don't like to judge people, but I do look at people sideways when they're like adults and like, yeah, I love that show. I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It makes me uncomfortable. And another thing is also, you said it gives you unrealistic expectations. I think about um, this lady, Monica Klein. I'm going to have her on the podcast eventually. Um, and she, her, in her part of her story is she used to teach sex ed for Planned Parenthood. And she went, I hope I'm not butchering the story, but she went to teach some kids talk to them or something like that and one of the girls raised her hand and she was like hey how can I make um like doing a blowjob more enjoyable I hate it and she was like well you know you you don't have to do it and the girl was like wait what I don't have to do it like these kids don't even know it's not even like a requirement to be in a relationship and the show that's such a good point the show is going to give them unrealistic expectations because you're right it's not people our age I mean there are people our age watching it but the main people are like 16 17 like they're yeah. like oh am I supposed to be doing this like this is what's going on and it just and I think about did you ever watch Degrassi growing up I did not know okay so I wasn't really allowed to watch Degrassi but as I got older kind of tried to speak watch it <laughs> and Degrassi was kind of out there too but what I always think about, like comparing the shows, is on Degrassi, there was a part where one of the girls, she got really drunk. She was in high school and she lifted her shirt and the guy was filming it and he sent it all out to everybody. It was that was the plot line. The difference between Euphoria and Degrassi was they didn't show us her breasts. And the next day when he sent it to everybody, everybody was mad and he got reprimanded by the teacher. So like people, like they showed that's not okay. There is a consequence to doing that and she also I mean she it was also shown that like hey she shouldn't have gotten drunk and done that but shows like Euphoria and some of the other ones out there out now there's not really consequences for those actions it's not really um and they'll just show you like if it was on Euphoria they would have showed us the whole thing they probably would have blasted it everywhere it just would have been too much and that is that's where we are in TV today. That's why, I mean, I say this all the time. As soon as someone has a really good production company, and don't tell me Pureflix, I'm sorry. Until Pureflix can, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is, but until they can get better scripts, better lighting, something, I'm not going to support Pureflix. But as soon as someone else has good writing, good lighting, I will give them a portion of my paycheck every month because we need better entertainment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's so brave of this actress to speak out against this. Yes. Because there, I'm sure there's so many people, you know, we, we see actresses like Miley Cyrus who have literally been in the spotlight since, you know, basically day one. You know, they have that famous parent and they've grown up in this and they feel that pressure to like, oh, well just, you know, cause it's, it's just one article of clothing. Like, oh, just slip your shoulder a little bit. And then it's like, well, just take your shirt off. We'll just wear a bra. You know what I mean? And it's just cause worse where it's like, okay, okay you know and your manager you know your agent tells you oh yeah yeah you know it's it's fine everyone does it it's no big deal but if you truly feel that inside that it's like this is like degrading toward me this is not worth you know the money that I make I mean I'm sure she's just making like so much money right I'm sure obviously not enough like it's not it's not enough for her so I, I think it's it's great you know I think the feminist should be all over this but I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they should be all over this, you know, saying how brave she is saying that our body is a temple and it belongs to one person, your, well, two people, yourself and your husband. And I I don't think that her, her talent is, is showing through with her being naked. I really don't, you know? Yeah. I think it takes away from the art. I really do. I think excessive nudity and 
I'm not even really trying to think, I can't even think of a situation where I think nudity is appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate at all. Even if it's maybe like, let's say it's even a Christian movie that's trying to make a point, you can, we can imagine like if someone's naked or like how they used to do with the sex. Yeah. Like how they used to do with sex scenes back in the day, like head over the bed and we'd be like, oh my God, they're having sex. Like that's perfectly fine. Like you don't have to, you can leave things up to the imagination. I think like nudity just really takes away from the art. And I think, and like you said, she's so brave for speaking out because I doubt there's not too many people who are saying anything because you also made another good point. There's probably a lot of pressure just to keep doing what they say. And like, and I, I'm not in this industry at all, but I know that there's been times where like, I've kind of been uncomfortable doing something, but I'm like, well, you know, yeah. it'll be good for the cause or, well, this would be, it'll help so-and-so if I do this. And even if I'm uncomfortable and I kind of just like go for it, even though I don't really want to, and it's really good for her to say this. And hopefully more people will do that. I don't know how true this is, but I also heard that um, Zendaya, she's in the show and that she has a no nudity in her contract so um everybody will be like naked in the scene and she'll be the only one with her clothes on so i like that and i respect that a lot i mean yeah, i don't know, think she should she, be in the show but i respect she's, that <laughs> she's worked hard enough and she's developed that reputation i think that she is a great actress that she doesn't need to do that and good for her for putting that yeah. in there because honestly I wouldn't want to watch her after that i grew up with her watching shake it up do you really think yeah. i want to see her naked now right like I see her as the 14 year old that I wanted to be because I wanted to be a dancer when I was 10 (laughs) watching that show you know what I mean like I don't want to see her naked and everyone else is growing that grew up with her and you know sees these girls like would you be up there naked probably not would you feel comfortable so why would you pay to watch something like that you know yeah yeah it's gross (laughs) it is and I just I hate that it's so common now like I mean um even show Riverdale which has gone off the rails I don't even know why I still watch it I'm constantly having to fast forward through scenes and it's like and Riverdale isn't for my age it's technically for people in high school but because I'm just I guess I'm mature like that I still watch it <laughs> but like is I just think about like it's just it's too much it's ridiculous and it, it really does take away like every all these random sex scenes just takes away from the show it takes away from the purpose of it and I think also too if anybody listening is wanting to do a production company or make good movies like you can tell great stories Riverdale is weird but it's like it has a good story plot sometimes and if they just took out some of that and like I said Euphoria the art or the lighting like I don't know how they do they do this thing it's really cool the music is good because it's like up-to-date music I don't know it's it's great the story is very interesting because it's about so it's based off of this guy who uh fell into drugs in high school so why did he pick uh Zendaya to portray him not sure but it's based off of his life and it's very interesting like I didn't grow up with drugs in high school or anything like that so I don't really know much about it so I like the first episode I was like okay this I'm learning a little bit I'm learning a little bit but all of the nudity and the unnecessary sexual stuff is it takes away from the story you're no longer I feel like you're no longer telling the story you're just throwing up random fantasy things that's the other thing too like what is the purpose of all that like why I I just even if everybody like even if this exact scene is based on real life and everyone was naked for some reason because there's like a scene um that people were talking about where they were this was a scene that uh, Zendaya didn't strip for it was like something happened and the drug dealer had asked everybody to like strip down so he can find drugs and like that and everybody's naked even if that happened in real life you don't have to show it like that's my thing like I don't none of these scenes are necessary to get the point across um it's all for that shock value you know it's like imagine how you know, much less money they would make if they did censor it. It's all about the money and what can shock people the most. And unfortunately, that's what our society is becoming. We have to get rid of that. We have to start appreciating people for, you know, not sexualizing women, not sexualizing men, you know, based on the way that they look and, you know, what size is what, you know what I mean? Got to start looking at people as what is their character? What do they truly stand for? And are they a good actress? Do I enjoy watching them? you know yeah yeah oh such good points um we're gonna take a mid-ad roll break 
Our biggest sponsor right now is Living in the Light Co. It was started as a passion project in 2019 when Brooke left her full-time nursing job to pursue this. It is an apparel company. She designed all of the designs. None of them are purchased from mass retailers. All of her bows and scrunchies are wholesale through small businesses in the U.S. And their goal is to continue to do small businesses so you know where you're getting your purchase. They are 100% spiritually based and run. And my favorite thing in her ad that she sent us was they do not cave to the culture. So if you are looking for some cute apparel um, that is scripturally based, you can go to litlco.com and use the code those girls to get 10% off. Amazing. Alrighty. So our last story before our like official last story is a very good one. Savannah was a part of this. So she's going to be able to give us some in the behind the scenes stuff. So Rolling Stone published an article about Project Veritas. So that already, boom, mind blown. That's amazing. Mainstream media is recognizing what you guys are doing. Um, So the name of this article is Too Much Bino and Project Veritas, My Extremely Weird Evening with James O'Keefe. I think that's a hilarious title. (laughs) Definitely thought-provoking. I'm going to, you guys will be able to find this link um, in our show notes and everything in the, uh, the blog post that we do so you can read it crazy title and that's what I was like hilarious yeah okay. it's, it's quite funny <laughs> because she is traditionally uh you know more of a left-wing uh journalist and it's so funny because one uh somebody that somebody was there and captured video of her literally just having time for life dancing of course. you know and just because that's what it was you know it was a big celebration it was a big yeah party. you tell us about I'm not gonna read the article you tell us yeah. about it like give us some <laughs> Yeah, so we were in Miami Beach, you know, from the Project Veritas experience, the like mini version of it that they did uh, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at America Fest. That was sort of like the whole, you know, oh, this is like the sneak peek of it. And then they decided to add on more parts of it. I played the role of Nadia Nefe. Um, She basically was a journalist. And back in 2011, she falsely accused James of sexual assaults. Uh, in order oh. to try and end his career and put him in jail. Obviously, she was proven wrong. She's very, very entitled and just self-centered. She walked in there. She had like braids all the way down to her kneecaps. And she like had this whole thing where she was like, I'm going to win. And they believe that she was set up to do this, that she was probably paid by someone to make up this lie. And it was so wow. funny. She couldn't even like go on with the lie. Like if you read the actual transcripts, like she couldn't, put it together and and then the the judge goes well Nadia I don't see you know you were just calling his phone and like you got a little drunk and you know you don't really remember anything after that I can't really see you know anything that makes you seem like you got something (laughs) kind of like okay and like you know obviously didn't prepper properly (laughs) right exactly so that was amazing to play that role because it was just a huge part in James's life where like he got to that point where like oh my gosh like this could be over was all of this worth it and then he just kept going so that was what was so inspiring about it um and it followed him through you know he graduated from Rutgers and he went uh, to Rutgers yeah I did not so I went to Seton Hall and Rutgers was like our rival like okay cool we were like that's so crazy wow I did not know that yeah so um and then you know what I was talking about with him uncovering the racism and Planned Parenthood um, and then Acorn Housing, he uncovered that, that it was, you know, a bunch of prostitution and stuff like that. So we had that scene oh, here. Oh, I didn't know that. Giles. Yeah. So his life is just incredible. I, got, I really recommend you guys get his book. It's like number four on Amazon. I'll link that. For a good reason. It's called American Muckraker. Um, and yeah, if, if you need an inspiration and like to try to find your life purpose like read this book like I've just started reading it and I'm just like wow and the man's only 38 I mean and he's lived a life you know what I mean yeah for real (laughs) it's incredible and again you know it's just so rewarding to be around people that have the same passion and and goals as you it's just like to uncover all of this mess I mean we saw what just happened with uh the guy at CNN you know, it's yeah. like, who would have thought, like, 
you know, I mean, obviously we would, but like these people <laughs> that don't know this stuff and think that we're crazy and we're conspiracy theorists is like, no, these people are all tied in together. They're all crazy. They're all wicked. They all have this yeah. one goal and it's power is to lie to you. So no lying over here, you know? And so it was, it was a great experience to like, see that, oh, we got it in Rolling Stones. Like this is really moving. That forward, is cool. You know I mean? Yeah. Even, even though she kind of was saying like, it was a weird evening. It's like, girl, you were having the time of your life. We have proof of that. And she said that it was an unforgettable experience. So I that mean, like such a blessing. It's like, wow, thanks Rolling Stone. <laughs> so this was, the play version of this book that's what it was yeah pretty much okay it was about so, 90, it was about 60 70 minute performance oh wow that's a play play okay right. wow detailed so wow so um when did he do you know when he came up with this idea to do it like this or it was just kind of I believe him and his team started coming up with the idea of sort of doing it um after we did Oklahoma okay just because everyone in the pv team i think they were kind of like oh james wants to do like this musical oklahoma like okay you know we just james has good ideas right he's an intelligent man so <laughs> go along with that. but then when they truly saw i think like the true passion that he has performing and being on stage and being in front of that camera and spreading a message because if you watch all his videos like when he has these retractos you know and he proves people wrong when people make false claims they're all very animated and like come with music and that is true yeah, yeah. so but it's so entertaining right it's yeah. so much better than just being like tweeting out oh look what this person did it's like give me the energy give me you know I, I just yeah I love, I love the constant energy and that I, like I never know what to expect I mean I go on to the Project Veritas page like every day and I'm just like oh my gosh like this is so interesting yeah well so. I'm thinking about when he uncovered about that guy a couple weeks ago it might have been a couple months now where he said that thing about I'm just doing I can get the Republicans to say and do whatever I want I remember when he like announced that that like came back that was very he was like and we've got this it was very dramatic yeah. I didn't even think put two and two together wow yeah all he wow. does is record people people try to say that he is like this terrorist like that invades people's personal space it's like if you're out in public you're allowed to be filmed like yeah. we're recording asking you questions that need to be answered and then these corrupt people don't answer or they make up some lie that makes no sense it's like yeah we we know we got you and, <laughs> and that's also what I love about he's keeping journalism alive because now journalism is oh it's just whatever the person speaking says i'm not actually going to say what the real truth is because i'm be biased you know because yeah. i'm being paid by those big corporations james doesn't care about that he really cares about the people and he cares about the truth yeah and also feel like if you aren't planning on doing anything wrong why not answer a couple questions you exactly. know like exactly if you're on the right why can't you answer the question right. why yeah thinking, why do people start running away from yeah his, his journalists when they get caught like <laughs> yeah if, if you're right I mean what's why why be nervous wow well that's awesome so it was basically like a big so it was a play and then it was kind of like a party afterwards and then yeah I was kind of like the after okay. party um, yeah so that was really fun you know we just all hung out and danced and yeah it was just I a think great I've seen celebration. some of the videos on Twitter of like everybody being super happy and dancing <laughs> and everything yeah wow that's awesome so I'll uh link the Rolling Stones article because I mean honestly it's kind of funny and it's so crazy that she had a good time because if you read it she was just around all of these weirdos and how oh, could this wow. have happened Oh, right. well, she is... was dancing on some weirdos <laughs> I think she thought were pretty handsome. So. <laughs> wow. I mean, you would. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll leave that. I'll link that. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go to our last thing. And this is kind of an article we'll talk about, too. You guys, um, this week it, we're doing an OG scripture. And the OG scripture is brought to you by Culture of Life 1972. Head over to www.col1972.com. Use the code those other girls 1972 to get 10% off of your purchase. Um, so we are going to shift gears, talk about something a little bit heavier. Um, as many of you know, the former this USA. Chesley Christ died and she died at the beginning of the week and 
this comes out on Saturdays. I don't think she died on Sunday or Monday. And so this is quote unquote old news, but I did want to touch it because um, this is a serious topic. And I think it's something that women, not that we are especially prone to it, but it is an issue that affects women because of just how society has changed so much. I think one of the worst things that we have is social media. I say that as someone who's on social media all the time, but I think social media, if it's not used properly, can be very, very difficult. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And I wanted to give you guys a scripture. This is a scripture. I'm going to also link, um, it was Christianity.com has some Bible verses for like if you're feeling depressed and just something to like hold on to. And this is a scripture that I use that I like a lot because uh, I'm human. There are times when life is kind of hard. I mean, these past two years, everybody has struggled. Yeah. And I mean, the economy right now, don't get me started. I am a young 20 year old and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for that thriving part. I'm, I'm really good at surviving, ready to thrive, God. When you, so I totally get that. Um, and Isaiah 41 10 in the NIV version says, so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I think that, I mean, for me, what helps is going over these verses, but not just like saying them and then going, okay, blah, 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 but like kind of repeating it and getting it in your head and getting it in your heart. Because saying, do not fear, I'm with you. Yeah, okay, do not fear, I'm with you. But like, if, once you are like, you know what, God is with me. I really don't have to be afraid. It's such a, it's so much more calming. So much more calming. Um, and then, Savannah, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah. So, you know, rest in peace. It's a shame that we've lost such a beautiful, inspiring young woman. Um, and I, I just sort of wanted to touch on the fact that it's like a lot of people probably look at this and go, wow, which she was gorgeous and she was thin and fit and talented. She had it all, you know, she was Miss USA, but it's a like, lawyer. Yeah. She had, she didn't have gratitude right? That's what this world is lacking. She didn't have gratitude. She had made a statement. I'm not sure if it was in an interview or somewhere um, exactly, but she basically said that she felt for so long that she was trading her time for like, you know, being Miss USA, being this pageants working. And I think what this generation doesn't understand is like, just because you're talented, just because, you know, you work hard and you have passion doesn't mean this, this world does like, is going to owe that to you. The world doesn't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. People don't owe you anything. So you should never do anything expecting something in return because you will never achieve anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You will never have that true gratitude and that true happiness within yourself. And you know, I can't speak completely, but I, I think that she was lacking a relationship with God. I really don't think that she had that relationship to, to see herself as perfect within God's eyes, because this world, no matter what, is going to reject you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, this world is going to reject you, right? And But if you have that relationship with God to know that God made me exactly how I am, he placed me exactly where I'm at, and this is where I'm meant to be, as long as you got that, and I know it is hard to remember with you know, society telling you that you need to do this, you know, just like with the girl that we just talked about, the society telling her that she needs to get naked in order, you know, to be a great actor. Make the money. Yeah, yeah. To make money. But if you have that relationship within yourself and with God, you're going to be able to fight those demons. Yeah. Um, This was another life unnecessarily lost, Mm -hmm. you know, because the world, we got, we get caught up in worldly things. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. You can get things so quick on this earth. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this person's going to say, oh, I can get this to you right now. Well, you don't know when you're going to, you know, have that relationship with God when you're going to go to heaven. So might as well just do it right now. You can just have a relationship with God later. You know how many people say that to you? You know, not that directly, but in other ways, it's like, yeah, it's just a shame. So yeah, it's, it's really sad. And we've talked on this podcast about this before. We all have a huge hole in our heart. It's a God-sized hole. There is nothing this world can give you. Like, I can tell you, I mean, obviously, I've never been, like, filthy rich. So, you know, I can't tell you from that perspective. But I can tell you from a middle-class, mediocre, regular girl's perspective, there is nothing this world has for you 
that will fill that hole. You will try everything from boys. You will try trying to get money. You will try cars even. I'm not even a car person, but I remember when I bought my first car, I was on top of the world. Like nobody could tell me anything. I bought a car and that's still like, there's still something here. I know that for myself, when I go days without reading the Bible, that I can feel it. You feel something, something shift. Days where you, if I miss like for activities or something like that, if I miss church, I'll say even two, it's come to the point where like, if I miss church for two Sundays, I can feel a shift. Like, because our heart, our soul yearns Christ, our soul yearns our relationship with Jesus. And you're never going to be satisfied with that. Without that, you're never going to be satisfied. And this world, I mean, I said, this world is going to throw so many things at you. It's going to be so, um, there's just going to be so much that if you don't have that foundation, if you don't know who you are, if you don't have your identity set, not in who you vote for, not in your politics, not even in your hobbies, if you don't have your identity set in Christ, I mean, you're going to struggle. You are exactly. truly going to struggle. It's like, you know, if you, if you, you people say, oh, well, once I get this car, I'll be happy. Once I get into this college, I'll be happy. Once I lose weight, I'll be happy. Once I make this amount of money, I'll be happy. No, you won't. No, because you're not living for now. You're not living for yourself. You're living for these tangible things, these things that are going to be absolutely worth nothing when you pass, right? Mm-hmm. You're not bringing your car with you. You're not bringing your favorite Gucci jacket. None of that's coming with you. No. <laughs> what did you do to serve the Lord while you were on this earth? And what impact did you make in other people's lives? So say, what, how did you help people? Yeah. When someone mentions your name, what do they say about you? Did they say that you're a great person or do they say that you're just, you're pretty much just too wrapped into these things. You can't even focus on having a simple conversation because you're so focused on these tangible goals that don't even matter. You know, yeah. so. I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're good. Yeah. I was yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I feel like I was cutting you off. I think also too, um, relationships are so important and I don't mean boyfriend and girlfriend relationships and why husband and wives, those are important get married, have babies. Absolutely. But our relationships with our friends, our relationships with our family, relationships with strangers that we might just cross paths. Those are just so important because like you said, what are people going to, like, what impact have you had when you leave a room, when you leave a city, when you left your school, what were people saying? Were you impacting people? Were you impacting people for Christ? Did they say, oh yeah, she was a light that whenever, for example, whenever there's true crime, this isn't funny. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable, but like whenever there's true crime and someone dies, they yeah. always go, they light up the room. So-and-so was so great. They light up the room. Are, I mean, do people say that about you? And I'm not saying like, if your personality isn't necessarily, well, you know what? No, your personality shouldn't be to light people up. Yeah. I was going to make that a, a password. No, like there's no reason to be gloomy. You, that's, right. a, like, that's not a personality trait to be negative and gloomy. You should light up a room. Everybody should. If you are a Christian, God says we are the light of the world. You need to light up a room. Anyway, so my whole point is like, how are you related to people? And also too, for myself, I know that I also feel so much better when I'm helping people. The more, the busier I am, for example, doing those other girls, doing some of my activism, volunteering, honestly, sometimes even helping my mom with some of her stuff. The busier I am, the less I have time to feel sorry for myself. And these are just some practical things that you guys I would love for you guys just think about. And I just want to remind you, if you are feeling so sad and desperate, um suicide is not the answer it might feel like a yeah it's never the answer it might feel like a temporary fix but that's all it is it's a temporary fix and also to like your family is going to miss you your people who are around you it's just it's not the answer um think about how many girls like their inspiration the person they wanted to be was you know that girl miss you yeah oh yeah think about that you know, the yeah. are literally like five and six years old and now yeah. their idol is gone. It's like you had, she probably didn't know, you know, how many people look to her Instagram page every single day, looking at her videos, wanting to walk like her, wanting to yeah. have ways, her smile. It's like, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta be humble, obviously, you know, but realize the impact that you're making. Like I was going to say, yeah, you know, I've watched your things and you do inspire me. And, you know, I, I have the pleasure of telling you that to your face, but imagine all the people that watch your podcast that will never get to, you know, tell you that, you know, so you just, you never know what impact you're making in people's lives. I was just about to say that that's another thing too. Like, and I mean, that also helps me move forward, um, hearing people say that and just also thinking about that because you, people, no matter what you're, even if you have like 10 followers, there are people I know who are watching you that really do, you're impacting them. Anybody that has any type of influence, having 10 followers is influence because there's 10 people, even if one of them is your grandmother, your grandmother, has, you're influencing your grandmother. She's probably going back and telling people, yeah. Yeah, we're all influencers, you guys. So you have no idea. And like, (laughs) there's like the people that are positive every day, even though it's like seven in the morning and we're already working. And then there's the people (laughs) that are like, oh, it's 7 a.m. I have to do this every single day. It's like, you have to do every single day. But think about how much easier it would be if you were like, I'm going to do this every day. This is what I do. I'm going to make money. I'm going to come to work with a positive attitude. Yes. Yes. Kind of like making everybody remember that we have to be here at seven in the morning. Like we know yeah. why do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like the people that come in and they're like, yeah. got my coffee, got my drink or whatever, and I'm ready to go. You know, that's yeah, what, that's what people want. So yeah, yeah. Good points. Like, and you know, you don't have to fake positive. There's like toxic positivity, but there's like, you know what? Sometimes you do like like we said earlier, sometimes life can be hard, especially like, I just think about like right now with the economy and, you know, trying to do my own things like that. It's hard, but A, this is temporary. Like it's, things are going to get better. It always does. It goes up and down. And then B, one thing that I've learned is, especially as a Christian, life is not going to be perfect. And I think that's something that we as a generation need to work on, just realizing like everything is not always going to be perfect. I know when I grew up, I mean, I'm sure we had tons of troubles, but I do feel like my life was so perfect. I feel like I had a really good upbringing. I mean, you know, bullied in in school, but like I came home and I had great parents. I had friends outside of school. I had friends in school too, even though I was bullied a little bit, but I did feel like my life was perfect, but that's not realistic. Now that I'm an adult, things are not always going to be perfect. So we have to learn to adjust. This is not how I want it to be. So let me just move and pivot a little bit here I think sometimes we forget that we want life to be so perfect that's why I think sometimes people use that uh argument for abortion like oh they're going to be born into poverty blah 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 which is sad but life is not perfect and you can all like there's so many things there's help you can get out it is possible yeah uh, especially when you're young yeah, I found that people with the people that I went to school with, you know, they, they have their own apartments in New York City. They had more money, more problems, more depression. They were on more medication than the people that came from small towns like me. You know, I was never super rich growing up, but I had it pretty, pretty well. My mom yeah. gave me everything that I wanted because she she worked for it, right? And I was able to have those experiences, and I'm forever grateful for that. But these kids that are just handed everything, like here you go. Oh well you know, you're going to this elite school and we're paid to tell you that you're amazing and you don't have a single flaw. And then they come into the real world and they're like, oh, you don't think I'm amazing, but I've been told that mm-hmm. my entire life. I've never mm-hmm. struggled once. I've never been turned down. You're not prepared for real life. Yeah. You know? So don't think that having more money, you know, having that new car, losing weight is going to make you happier because it's not, you know, we look no. at, uh, Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. Some of the most talented examples to ever exist. Most beautiful people to ever exist. And look what happened. You know, we thought that Robin Williams was the happiest, funniest guy on the earth. Look what happened with him. Yeah. So let's just look back at this and, you know, double think and just know that there is always a better option. There's always someone out there that cares about you and that needs you, is depending on you. Even if you don't say it, there are people in this world that are depending on you and probably can't wait every single day to hear from you or, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I think we'll end it. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. The ending was a little, you know, a little bit heavier, but I really feel like we should talk about that because that is something that happened. And I really wanted you guys to hear something positive in that direction. Cause you know, what everybody else is saying is, 
you know, some people are just saying some outlandish things. I wanted you guys to hear a Christian response. I will link those verses to think about and to be able to meditate on if you are ever in a situation where you're just feeling like you're drowning. Also, too, you can always reach out to our Instagram page or email, email us. Um, I go to bed early, so if you email us late at night, I will not be responding, but I'll respond early in the morning, um, and I'll do my best to respond and help however I can. Um, Savannah, thank you so much for being on. This was great. I'm so glad to have you on. We gotta have you come back again and do some Absolutely. more, especially if we do like Hollywood theater related stuff. I like, definitely, <laughs> you, you're an expert. So I really would love to have you back on. Um, and everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps with our algorithm and we're trying to build this up because the whole purpose of this is to get other girls to feel as if they're being represented and it is for other girls to know that there's a community and there's alternative opinions on things that's the other thing too the podcast world is filled with podcasts that um, all think and say the same boring things we're giving you a christian conservative perspective and people won't know unless you share so if you are enjoyed this share with all of your friends um and yeah i'm just asking you to share go to our site for some cute merch um we have the sweatshirt our anti-abortion sweatshirt we have we have some t-shirts um just a bunch of stuff um i think that's it I'm trying to make sure yeah that's it uh use all of our codes or the website as well and savannah thank you so much again and everybody thanks so much for listening bye bye Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.